morning, everyone. How's everyone doing out there? Oh, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm expecting a response. Hello, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast number 15. And joining me today is the ever so leisurely Vinny. <laughs> why does everyone in our audience sound the same? <laughs> anyway, thank you so guys so much for joining us. Um, we're doing our Fan Freaks podcast. We've got quite a things uh, amount of things to talk about for the stream. Uh, stream. I keep saying for the stream. For the podcast, uh, we got starting out. Vinny. How you doing? How you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's been some time since I've been on the podcast. Well, really, you were on the podcast before last one. Before the last one? Yeah. So like, It's been, you, a, it's been a while. You were here on the 11th. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it's been and a while. Is that really a long time? I feel like we're always so close. It can it's, never be so long. <laughs> <laughs> if it's longer than a day, it takes. It sounds like forever. Awesome. So actually, I have some news um, that came up recently, and I, I'm really glad that you're on the show with us. Oh, let's talk about today this. because, yes. like, this actually, I'm so, like, I don't know if like fate is involved or it's the spooky magic of Halloween or some crazy shit. I love but it. Fallout 76, right? <laughs> I have some brand new news for you. You ready? Fallout 76 has some bad shit going on <laughs> are you shocked <laughs> tell me how shocked you are i'm not surprised at all <laughs> i'm pre- I, at this point in my personal relationship with bethesda uh internal studios tad howard and a family <laughs> and family <laughs> it's like a mobster family is that what you're uh, trying to go i don't mean any ha- sorry okay. i don't mean any hate to them personally you know uh-huh. it's not the in a personal level it's more like it their product level well yeah because of their most Fucking recent fallout first premium service <laughs> who's gonna who's fallout 76 still has what? a pretty minor player base right now wait wait but hold on what is fallout 76 first First, okay, so first of all, first, first. bitch, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's a premium service uh, where you probably you get like exclusive items. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get new quests. So it's like it's, a, a, it's an expansion of the game that you have to pay monthly. It's a monthly like um, monthly service for for like expansion premium service for fallout 76 yeah and includes a lot of dumb shit like emotes and stickers and a lot of ridiculous who stuff. cares but the thing is is like that went i don't off. even know if the you know the npcs have been released yet well i don't know i i haven't played the game whatsoever and i'm yeah. not trying to be like hey you know i you know i haven't played the game so i can't actually talk about the gameplay all i could talk about is the reaction of a lot of people yeah and it has not I'm been very good because it's like this service came out and there was a huge backlash from the fan base they were just like this is really ridiculous there's this is so unnecessary you gotta fix a lot of problems that are already here i mean jim sterling has already talked at length about all this shit i'm telling you but this is why I bring it up on the podcast, because when it came out, finally came out, the people that bought it found out that they paid way more than they were expecting. <laughs> so regardless if they did the $100, um, there was like a series of freaking terrible, terrible glitches and like actively game destroying bugs Yeah, that getting this premium service actually did to your game. 
Well, the thing is that it's a lot of these are actually old pre-existing bugs that they recently patched up and they just brought it back. Well, see, but okay, but this is one that I'm talking about in particular. Like they, they there's this thing that's like, oh yeah, you have a premium expanded inventory, which is bullshit because like that's another thing they create a problem and then try and sell you a solution. So it's like, okay, Fall cool, the premium thing is that. But hold on, wait, wait, wait. So they give you this premium like case or whatever the fuck right yeah so you pay for this now and you put your shit inside expecting it to be safe all right when you load back in the game all of it's gone Mm -hmm. the game just deletes all of your shit yeah and there's no way of getting it back damn so it's like you paid and they're actively fucking you over for paying for it like obviously they're gonna fix some shit but isn't it like the perfect kind of like of course they did this they never ever plan shit they just go oh wouldn't it be cool if we made more money with this all right put it down the line how, sir how are we gonna do it Nah, we'll think about that later and then that later never comes <laughs> right he's, try- he's trying to rebuild what he broke with the re- initial release of fallout 76 mm-hmm. and because of all this stuff that he has to release for free like the expansions like uh uh, the NPC one, right, right. Uh, he's this is trying to find his way of trying to pay it off, and obviously it's, it's backfiring dumb. super it's hard. Dumb. It's well, dumb. I mean, I bring this up obviously. I it's like, get it. This is their first. This is their first internal uh, MMO style game. Uh huh. So I'll give I'll give them some flack. Like, hey, this is their first one. Hmm. But oh my god, wrong decisions. Left and right. It just it's just funny. It's to like see, they like, haven't learned from WoW or RuneScape. But, but like obviously we're just saying that like we're not trusting this company anymore with any of the decisions. But like think about it. The reason why this is on the podcast is because this game has had a rocky development from the very beginning. Like all the way from the freaking bag controversy to the fucking the poisonous um, helmets, poisonous helmets, and then the fucking um the 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 amount that they give you wasn't enough to to give you to let to buy the freaking actual bag, yeah, the postal bag, the glitches that were in the game already, and then also with you getting the premium service, you like get a private world, mm-hmm. and then that world is sh- like when they load it. It's actually an already previously existing map that has shit already freaking like looted. Mm-hmm. So you can load into a new map on your premium server and find shit already looted. That's so dumb. How does this shit actually come out? Like, these are so many, like, it feels like it's active. Like, they're actively making decisions to fuck over people. Am I wrong? Like, it, it feels too literal. I hope they do fix it because, like, people are really taking offense but honestly, to it. Honestly, in a way, does anybody even care anymore? Just don't play the game. I guess, I guess. But there are the people who didn't pay for it. They care. It's, well, it's their fault for paying for it. Well, you know, that's another thing. So here's, I wanted to show you this. I didn't <clears throat> tell you about it when we were getting ready. But, like, someone set up a website. So among all of the errors that this game has already had, yeah, the, like, web domain for like fallout what's it called what's it called first uh first what was it oh my gosh i missed it here first something first watch first fallout first 
Yeah. All right, cool. Fallout first. Yeah. So the website for Fallout first, this guy bought the web domain for it before Bethesda did. Yeah. Because instead of buying the web domain and then putting the service out, they were too busy trying to put out a, a, a way for us to buy something that they didn't even secure the freaking web domain first. So regardless of that, the guy bought it first and made a website and, and he just basically went all out like talking sarcastically about how the game has never been really worked on and all the things that were promised are not in there. And like, I want to show you this, but a lot of it is like, let me it's, see. It's a huge thing. It's like, uh, da -da, you, here you go. I mean, I don't know if that, that, that's going to show you exactly. This is crazy stuff. The new service follow first. is just dumb. Just and dumb. I don't want to just read. exactly. I'm, I'm not going to read it Yeah, but you could read this thing. Right here. Uh, right, read this part? Yeah. As a slave of Fallout, bleep, bleep first. That would be fuck you first, by the way. Uh, I, excuse me, sir. There's kids watching. I, this is why people come to this show. You also to pay translate. for access to your own private scrap box. Uh -huh. Use the scrap box to store all your crafting components so they aren't taking up space in your stash box. Yay, pay to win systems. The scrap box has unlimited storage. Wait, fuck. Seriously? So no need to worry about picking and choosing when it comes to hoarding scrap. I'm actually really Wait, starting to get f hype. Is that what fucked? Fucked. The more I read this shit. Yeah. Nah. Okay. So that didn't really go into the other things I read about. Yeah. No. Damn. It's fucking. Okay. Did they they did Bethesda buy the domain from him yet? No. 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 I don't think so. Oh. And what's a shame is that that article that that you read didn't have the thing I was talking about. But basically, the whole thing was just like. The first thing was like, oh, hey, so go ahead and give us money for no reason because we're never going to listen to anything you say. So fuck you from Fallout. It, it was the whole thing. I highly recommend it. Go see to the website, Fallout First. The web I don't know. Can, I, can, can we just go back to the single player Fallout games, please? No, no. Not when we can make more money, Vinny. Like, not when we can make more money and all I'm the so money. Tired. So we're going like, to move on. It's already been a lot of... Wait, you got, you got something else to say about it? No, no I'm done. Okay. Because it's just... I don't know. I... I don't want to harp on this too, too no, long, but good. it's ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous that this it's game has silly. had such a rocky development, like really rocky. I can't think of a game that's had this hard of a rocky development since like, what? <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever? No. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That Even Duke Nukem Forever didn't actively fuck you over that much. It just no. took forever to come out. Everybody, yeah, no. <laughs> Anyway, um, so you were bringing this up earlier. There's something called Hotel Barcelona. Yes. What is this? So recently, in because uh, recently both Suda Fifty One and Spurry Sixty Five had uh, they did a panel together mm -hmm. uh, talking about Deadly Premonition Two and No More Heroes Three, and they actively announced they're working on a game, a horror game together. Uh, they got the idea from when they were drunk and they forgot. So this basically is just a you know, from numerous nights they just pick up the pieces of what they remember and that's which what the best things come from, by the way. Like yeah. So this is a horror game called Hotel Barcelona, uh -huh. and apparently it's going to be uh, released by Digital Revolver. What? I didn't know that part. But. It's funny. They say Digital Revolver, but Digital Revolver recently retweeted they did not hear about this. <laughs> we want them to do it. And they're like, wait, what? Uh, okay. No, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested in it. Like, what? I mean, they have crazy style. Like, imagine a Deadly Premonition No More Heroes style horror game. 
I just think about it because like think about how Frankenstein was made. Yeah. And and like Dracula and shit. It was like part of a writing competition among friends and shit. It's like I feel like the most unique ideas come from personal experiences like that. And not because of a so fucking like triple A. Oh man, what? We need to be chased by by insane people? Oh, we gotta have that. Every game's gotta have that. Everyone's well, these, gotta be insane. Hold on. So these both you know, numbered people, both Suda fifty one and Square We sixty five. Uh-huh. They're very indie. In the Japanese scene compared to a lot of the other developers that we know, you know, and we really here on the podcast, we really want to stress to stress out their uh, stress out to test out their games. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I love the No More Heroes series and we're currently playing Deadly Premonition. And I've seen other games like um, th- 3D Dark Dreams Deathly Die or something like that. Yes. There's that one. Uh, he's done a whole bunch of games and I'm like. The 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 one where he's trying to get put put together now, it's like a Kickstarter where you could turn into a cat or a dog once a month and you're like in a town and you're trying to investigate a murder. And it's it's just like fucking Laura Palmer's murder. Again. I mean, because he's a huge Twin Peaks. He's a huge he, Twin Peaks man. On the panel, he referenced Twin Peaks season three as one of his main inspirations for Hotel Barcelona. Oh my god. The, I'm so excited for shit like that because it sounds interesting, much like Death Stranding. Whenever the hell that comes out, I, uh, little... I mean, there is a release date for Death Stranding. It's in November. Uh, come on, I got, I got day one release. I'm okay. so excited. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I, I feel like the story is gonna really make me be like, okay. I, I still have no idea what the times. game is about. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a big a bit of a gamble. I, I don't usually like, do that. In a way, it's smart marketing. You didn't want to reveal all the story, really. Right, but here's the thing: like, if this was any other developer, I would want to see more. But he does show gameplay. He does show cutscenes. But I just don't know what the fuck any of it really means. We have and cool I hope cameos. He shows me. Yeah, there's cool cameos. Fucking recently announced Conan O'Brien, Otter. I just. I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the future of video games is pretty interesting. There's going to be some really interesting abstract kind of stuff, and I'm excited for that. I'm what do you think is going to be next? What do you think is, is going to be the next trend in horror games? Next trend in horror games? I think the, the people are going to still ride the whole like four survivors versus killer type of thing, like Dead by Daylight, Team Resistance. I mean, sorry. Project, yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be something like multiplayer some shit i want more single player experiences and i feel like resident evil 2 remake gave man, us that somewhat. did that dark anthology game recently come out though man of meeting yeah oh yeah i haven't played it yet but I gotta i've been play hearing it. i've been hearing horrible reviews which is really shame, which sucks because i was really excited and i do still intend on playing it not that i think that the reviews are going to stop me from playing it no i definitely yeah no, because some people's reviews are kind of just funky you know but it's already on sale for like 25 bucks that's too bad. So I'm just kind of like, oh, shit. So, like, the Inpatient kind of got fucked up, which was a game they did earlier. And then the um, the other one with uh, Hidden hidden Cases, Hidden Agenda. No, yeah. that was it. Hidden Agenda. That kind of flopped a bit. And I'm wondering why they're flopping so much. Because the studio was really creative. I, I need to go and pl- actually play these games. Maybe it's because I never actually bought them. And that means they're like... <laughs> I know. I, I just know. it's just personally for me I just kinda dropped off interest of them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess totally I, I know. I just don't hear about them as much. 
as like other games that try to make like a thriller. Like Remedy games try to advertise Control a lot. Did but Control really didn't play like a horror game. I played it for a little bit. It felt like a, the Alan Wake action segments, just kind of more pretty in a more controlled environment. How is it? How is Control? I, I mean, it was fun. I mean, the controls are fun. The, the the momentum is fun of the character. I won't say too much, but... um. Do you recommend it? I didn't play a lot of it, but uh, I don't know if I'd buy it myself, I guess. I don't know. I want Alan Wake 2. There's going to be a DLC or something for it. Is it? Yeah, where it's Alan Wake, but it's but it's for control. Maybe? I don't I think they're trying to test the waters. Well, I feel like they're trying to figure out something. recently did get the publishing rights to Alan Wake, so now they can do whatever the goddamn thing they want. Good, good, because that series had a lot of potential outside of just It was American recently Nightmare. owned by Microsoft, but Microsoft wasn't doing it. You know what you it. know what Alan Wake was? What? Another show inspired or game inspired by Twin Peaks. <laughs> We, it's crazy how freaking influential Twin Peaks was. It is. Right? And you don't realize how much of Twin Peaks are in so many things. It's ridiculous. Even Curse the Cowardly Dog, looking back at it now, might have some Twin Peaks-ness to oh, it. Oh, God. Now you're going to make me want to go back and look. I don't know. You, right? Does no, it, I don't know. It's it entirely possible. It's entirely possible. At this point, right? Anyway. Who's going who's gonna to stop us from checking it out? <laughs> no one. I have it right now. DVD. Let's do, do, do it. Do you? Yeah, okay, guys, let's go. We're leaving. No, 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 seriously. Do you really have the every episode of Courage? I th- I don't know if I have every episode, but I'm pretty sure I have a couple of the DVDs. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll check that out. Anyway, after the podcast. Next thing, next thing. We do actually have quite a bit of news. That's why I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, no, we actually do. Definitely. What's next? Actually, we only have two more things. Never mind. Um, So quite the next thing we got was like, I don't want to sound too fanboy, geeky, whatever, and it's not really horror-oriented at all, but... um. So one of the major leakers apparently for Smash, and you'll notice this show covers Smash a lot. <laughs> We're Smashers. We're Smashers, I guess. I don't know what the hell. We, we, We're we, Smash kids. We do use deodorant. We do, you know, we don't smell. We're we're pretty good, at least not right now. Anyway, I can't promise. But either way, <laughs> we wanted to say that one of the leakers or whatever. Um, that sounds gross. But one of the leakers. <laughs> He pretty much said that face. two of the main people that people didn't that, that like people wanted the most were unconfirmed right now or deconfirmed. Yeah, so I guess here you go. So it's not Ryu Hayabusa and it's not Crash Bandicoot, which seems like a disappointing. A lot of people really wanted these two characters, especially since recently we had the Crash trilogy, which and it still could even be them. Yeah, because don't forget these leakers are just rumors, right? It's, you know, sometimes they've been wrong right, before. Sometimes they're super wrong, and more often than not, they've been super wrong. Like the other ones that have come out recently, no one guessed Terry. You know, no one Nobody guessed. expected Terry. And Terry that's was kind of a cool thing. They gave you what you don't expect. I mean, uh, Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie. People expected them, but none of the leak lists said him. I yeah, don't think so, Because anyway. people were like, oh, they'll never. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we know it's not Ryu, I guess. At least we'll think it's not Ryu. I hope it. Still it. Be I, I mean, I still hope for Ryu eventually gets to, because he is a, a, a you know, classic Nintendo-style character. So, so I actually, um, funny story, I joined a um, Smash group on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Like, it's like a Smash posting group or whatever. And they frequently have, like, these things that's like, okay, this monthly is what are the chances of your character getting in? <laughs> So you put a comment and they respond with the odds of that character getting in. Okay. And it's like a whole group of people. It's not even just one. 
And, and, and is this any and is any of the data confirmed to be accurate? No, I mean like it's it's not like they could prove anything exactly, but it's just like it's interesting to see their rationales and stuff like that. Yeah, like the odds of them showing up. Where do you see? So my my first thing was like, all right, I'm going to type in Jill then. But someone put re representative, and I went, okay, cool, I'll look at that one. And they were like ninety percent chance. I, I think that's Jill, a high chance, man. I you know what? I I believe Resident Evil will have one with uh, recent, dude, recently with Resident Evil games coming to Switch. With what's her face from Fatal Frame Five as a freaking assist, uh, assist trophy? How? How could you not? You see survival horror right Jill, there. Jill, Chris, they, they both be, work. It's probably gonna be Wesker. I'm gonna be so mad. No, it's not gonna be it's Wesker. Probably gonna be Wesker. Nah. I want it to be Jill, but it's probably gonna be fucking like Wesker. Resident Evil One. Jill would be. Pretty dope. That's all I want. I want Resident Evil One, Jill. If you if you could be so kind and put the RE three alternate costume, I'd be grateful. But you don't have to, Sakurai. You already do a lot. Or do like a character thing where it switches between Chris and Jill. Jesus, no! I would love that, but like, I mean, we could still dream. Poor Sakurai, and you know, I'd rather if it he meant works Sakurai. So hard. He works so hard. Um, if if Sakurai got to have like an extra month vacation, then I would and like not give us an extra character. I'd rather not even have an extra character. Does that make me weird? No. It's like this guy. He's 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 killing. He himself, works hard because everybody wants so much. Yeah, I'd be fine with like the fighter pass is great, but once that's over, I wouldn't mind a break, and then he could like you know do another fighter pass way later or someone else can do the fighter pass following the formula i think other people can follow his example in the dlc yeah because he he works with people he trusts you know maybe not i don't know how much i trust well i don't know someone obviously for the next smash should probably take the reins well this game was co-developed by bandai namco Okay, so they're obviously learning something, and maybe they can take the reins in the future, and then we can move on with I them. mean, yeah. I just want Sakura to have a fucking break, man. The guy has never had a break since fucking, what, Brawl? Even Melee, really. <laughs> I don't know if how much of a fervor there was for for um, N64 Super Smash No, No, I think it was more relaxed around the 64 era. I think, I people think were after surprised. Melee, is, you know, he got a lot busier. Yeah, because that was when the rumors came out, like, oh, you could get Sonic and Tails or, or something. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of them. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's some Smash shit. So we got one more thing, and this was handed down for our masterfully dude of doodliness, um, Mr. Captain Adrian. Uh, we got Joker beat Deadpool, the highest grossing R-rated movie. How do you, how do you feel about how, – how, how do you feel about either or? I, wa- I want to really quick tell the story of, like – so I originally put here Joker beat Deadpool and I was like, I'm totally going to forget what the hell I meant from that. And I was just going to be like, all right, so Joker beat Deadpool. Congrats, Joker. <laughs> that comic must have been cool. But no, I'm glad I did. But to answer your question, um, they're two very different movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one's hard a to comedy. One's really like a shock drama. You know what it's I mean? It's a taxi driver movie. Yeah. That's so all it is. I, I, even Robert De Niro was in it. That comparison's weird. Like for people to be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, D- D- Joker Pete Deadpool for highest grossing R-rated movie." That's crazy. Especially it's like, well, since it's like a comic book property. I guess that's the thing because it is a comic book property. But like, what does that mean exactly? It means that like, I guess more people would see a serious movie than a comedy. 
I think because uh, everybody's already got a lot of comedy. The MCU is 90% comedy. Well, think about that even now. The Star even, Wars movies uh, are now outselling, apparently, yeah. the Marvel films, which is ridiculous did to you think hear, about. Did you hear about the uh, – speaking of money, uh, did you hear about uh, the uh, – the pre-order tickets for episode nine of Star Wars is uh, is a lot more than the pre-order for Endgame. What the pre the amount of pre-order tickets for episode nine of Star Wars is greater than the amount of pre-orders for yeah uh, that's Avengers what I was, that's what I was saying earlier that yeah. it's been. Uh, beating Endgame or whatever. Beating it's crazy. Marvel. Episode no, it's 9 is going to be nuts. Now, and that movie made a shit ton of money. So it's just like, okay, oh my goodness, this is getting out of control. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm happy. I got I got uh, opening tickets. What the hell is that? Oh That's... my god, the Empire. The Empire's here. Oh, give me one second. What? What? One second? Okay, we'll be right back, guys. Hello everyone, this is the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most Adrian Mike was, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast hosted by the Fan Freaks Facebook group, the home to all freaks and all fandoms alike. Join us at F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks Facebook group. Be there, be square. Sakurai, please, <laughs> please put Scorpion in Smash. I worked so hard. I worked so hard. Just please. Please leave my house, my wife and child. I haven't slept in seven months. Sakurai. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> just just really Scorpion to Smash. He'll say, get over here. Hey, wait, wait. I worked so hard. To- toasty. Look, look, I voice acted in Mortal Kombat 4. Get out of my house! <laughs> okay, but are you still going to put Scorpion in Smash? Get out! Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Sakurai. Sakurai. <laughs> um, we just got ourselves some coffee. Um, we're ready to go. We've got... Actually, I wanted to um, basically let you guys know. I, I don't know if you guys noticed. There's like a theme going on as we've been doing these recent episodes. It's been like, you know newest stuff and then we we ask a question of you guys and then we get into what we've done recently right you know what yeah I mean? that's a sort of flow of it we got format so i'm gonna like you know post these questions on the fan freaks yeah and we'll see the responses and we'll talk about it next time mm-hmm. and i just want to say it on the show so that if anyone who's listening like wants to respond to these questions that i'm about to ask and stuff like that like please feel free to We'd love to have input, and then we'll say it on the show. So if you want us to your say what you're matters. saying, your opinion matters. Okay? So I just want to preface that. Okay? Because here we go. So um, I want to bring this up. It's not necessarily a question, but if everyone wants to talk about it, you know, feel free to. But I was thinking about it earlier. It's not necessarily our topic, uh, Vinny, but I, I, we mentioned it for a second, and I wrote it down because I really wanted to, to mention it at one point. And since we're in the spooky month, I figured this would be the best time, right? All right, I'm going to stop beating around the bush. So... Horror cliches, right? There's a ton of them. Yeah. And not all of them are bad. No. I actually like a good amount of them. I mean, cliche is part of the fun if it's written good, you know? Almost all of it is is cliches or or borrowed from somewhere in a way. But but my point is that there are some of them that I'm starting to get tired of. I mean, that's like what? Like the Bullham scream? Well, no, well, that's obviously one where people just—that's just laziness. Like they don't want—they don't want to use a, a scream that any actor could take or anything, but they use Wilhelm. But um, no, no, one that comes to mind in particular is the the cliche of of little kids in movies 
where they just come out of nowhere and just act creepy. Just because oh yeah, like kids. the two little girl twins from The Shining. Yes, that's that's an example in film, which I, is my favorite horror movie. There's so. also and even my favorite kind of video games. Not necessarily these, but in Silent Hill Homecoming. You go around chasing Josh, your little brother, your little brother, the entire fucking game, and he never stops. You're chasing him the whole game. And then in Downpour, you're chasing Charlie. So it's like you're never you never stop chasing kids because they need that let like plot device so that you could just continue. First running of all, who's games. letting these kids free in Silent Hill? Put like, them on a leash. Silent Hill 2 has a little kid, right? I would even One. say like, well, 2 as well has Laura. Oh. But you're even a good well, good point. Silent Hill One has a whole thing about oh, where's my daughter? But you aren't seeing Cheryl like every five minutes, and then she just books it away from you. Yeah, she does it once in the beginning. Yeah, and that's it. And in Silent Hill Two, you really don't even have Laura around in the game map. She's just kind of there. in cutscenes. She's there. You know what I mean? So like, I, I guess what I mean to say is you could still have creepy kids in a horror movie or game or whatever. Yeah. But know when to have them, like, show up and and how to have them appear. Because the more ghostly and less human they are, the more scary they are, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? So, like, when you see them running away from you, it stops being scary and more like, why the fuck are you running? Like, stop. I'm trying to fucking save you. Yeah. Stop being an idiot. And then that kicks in. And it's not really about scary anymore. You're just annoyed. Mm-hmm. So, it's I don't like, know. Stop fucking running. Just fucking listen stop stop it you keep fucking slap running slap you kid like you know the evil within does it too yeah with with um what's his face um not michelle what's his name michael uh, yeah you know what i'm talking about the white hair i forget yeah i know the, the white hair kid that turns into wesker Sure, we're not going to talk into exactly what that means, but yes, him. They they constantly do that, where yeah. he's just at the end of a hall, and then you're supposed to you run chase over after to him. him. Yeah, just stop it. Just stop with that fucking... Uh, that's one cliche, where if I ever see it, I'm just like, oh my god, why? Why is the main character... Even in movies, I'm trying to think of an example in a movie, I, I'm sure in one of the It chapters, there was a scene where a little kid came out and was like... Hey, mister, follow me. And this, the adult was like, okay, and followed him. And he was like, what, the, what are you and doing? they all die. Why are you chasing after this random nobody kid? You were just going to get yourself killed. It just, I don't know. That's why, fuck kids, just leave him alone. Obviously, it's a cliche. Obviously, it's meant to build tension. Obviously, I'm just It just adds story to the character. It's just me personally. I've seen it so many times in my favorite video games yeah. that I'm just kind of like, stop. Just like all, especially horror, survival horror video games, because it's always about saving some kid or one it's character, like a family or member, a or family member of some sort, a daughter, yeah. a dog, sometimes even. You know, it's just like, why? Why do they have to keep running? The dog one, like, because in Juwan, the Grudge game, yeah, in one of the first chapters, you're trying to find your dog, yeah, okay, and your dog just keeps running. <laughs> And just every single fucking scene, the dog runs at the end of the fucking scene or whatever. And it's like, stop. Just this is annoying now. The dog will never stop running. Am I wrong? Do you know of any examples like this? Like where you're just chasing one character and that's your whole plot device? Like you can't have the characters go to where these places are naturally. You have to have them like, oh, the character. Oh, we got to find them. We got to find them. They ran this way. We've got to find them. We've no. got to find her. <laughs> I mean, like we said before, uh, I mean, 
we had a chase after Ethan and heavy. Oh rain. my god! Well, that was more like a. Well, I'm trying to think. That 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 Sean was more of a plot thing, but Ethan did he keep running away? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember something happening else. But anyway, Ethan! I'm sure if someone else in the audience has any in mind, be sure to let me know because it happens so often where it's just like, stop it, come back. Oh, damn it. We got caught up. Now we have to it's, wait. It becomes lazy writing because it's so often used. Resident Evil 2 has Sherry, <laughs> you know, but but the cool thing about Sherry is that she's only in Claire's campaign. A, yeah. And B, like, she's not really that bad in terms of how she she like sticks Claire. around. She stays. Yeah. So it's not like she does run away and, and is an idiot. You know who did it in Resident Evil? It's always a fucking Resident Evil or Silent Hill. I'm sorry. Uh, Ashley. Yeah. Ashley in fucking Resident Evil 4 did that shit. She did stick around, but there was always an instance where she was just like, I, I know. I'm thinking of one in particular where she's like, coughs and then leon's like hey are you okay and she's like i'm fine leave me alone and then pushes him away for no reason and then she gets kidnapped immediately like like that like by a trap that was meant for this exact conversation to happen (laughs) i don't know you know what i mean yeah no i get you i know what you're talking about ashley sucks i don't know i i over the years i've kind of grown to like ashley a bit how dare you the only reason i say that is because i feel like you could do something with Ashley's character. Now that she has been the like the innocent character that was experiencing things for the first time, she survived Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So I feel like now she has more of a you know uh, chance of surviving, more experience. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she's like, I never wanted to get back into this shit. I've never practiced. I've never trained or anything. Yeah. But I'm Ashley, just a girl trying to live through my life. I would love to see Ashley go, all right, you know what? I've had people try to kidnap me. These are zombies. I bet I could do something. I don't know. She gets inspired by Leon. I'm not asking for her to be an agent or some shit, but you have characters. You know, you can make new characters. Too. I don't know. I mean, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, in the future of Resident Evil, you know? I actually thought Jill when in, um, oh God, is that a spoiler? No, because Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has Jill in the battle suit anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was going to be Sherry. Um, not Sherry. I thought that was going to be either Ashley or Sherry. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it was like, because actually I thought it was Sherry. Because Wesker and like the fucking files or whatever the fuck apparently uh-huh. kidnapped Sherry off screen. So they just did that for the plot off okay. screen in the Wesker files. Like Sherry got kidnapped by Wesker. And then they just completely retconned that because they killed. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I was just like, oh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So it's like, what do we do with that plot? I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing. <laughs> so yeah, you know. Anyway. It never happened. That cliche aside, um, the I next topic that we want to talk about, because we actually had a couple um, that we were talking about downstairs. Um, the few, So I initially brought, or actually Vinny brought this concept up. He was like, hey, how about we talk about the future of horror? Yeah, not just in video games, but in movies, TV shows. Right, right. What, whatever you think is going to, you know be the next step what's the evolution right but like, initially you with, were like recently with the success of dead by daylight and uh we got the new resident evil project resistance games mm-hmm. i personally have been seeing a lot of love for these survivors versus one killer type of deals i'm all for multiplayer games and well here's the thing um 
For a long time, a lot of the multiplayer games that were available, like the only ones that were available, were like shooters. Yeah. Like those were the main multiplayer games that you could. You know, Halo, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty. The only one that I think really... I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of multiplayer games online. I guess I'm talking about online, by yeah. the way. Not just multiplayer in general. I meant I, multiplayer I get online. you. Yeah. Um, the first one I can think of that really sh- shook that up was Resident Evil Outbreak, but I didn't play it, so it's it's Assassin's Creed for me. Even though I don't really care all that much about Assassin's Creed in general, that multiplayer mode was so much fun. Oh, yeah? Have you ever played it? Uh, yeah, no, I played Assassin's Creed. But the multiplayer mode? No. So the multiplayer mode is like four or five people that join into a room, uh-huh. and they each have a target, right? And they get plopped into a map filled with NPCs that look like all the other characters. <laughs> So you never know which one is the real other player because you could walk and do all the shit that Assassin's Creed you could do. You could yeah. blend in. But if the character like jumps on a building, you know that's a person. Yeah. But you don't know if that's your target. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it, it was really fun. Yeah. I'm so surprised nothing came out of that or there's no other mode. Maybe in the newer Assassin's Creed there is. But like I had such a great time in that mode. But what I mean to say is like other than that, a majority of them were first person shooters. Yes. Right, but how do you feel about that becoming the new future for survival horror? I, for survival horror, I'm not so happy because I love crafted experiences, and yeah, they don't have a super long shelf life. But if you do it well enough, people will replay it just for the sake of enjoying the atmosphere and story. Or, or if you could change certain things up, like Resident Evil Arranged Mode is a great way of doing that. You just mess with the item locations and the enemy spawns, and it's like a brand new experience. Except it's still the same map, I guess. Yeah. You know, like there's a way. There's ways to make those kind of games last longer that I wish they would focus more on. But I like Dead by Daylight. I don't like Plot Project Resistance. I didn't like that other game that um, what's it called? Put out the the studio that did Dead by Daylight. They put out another one. It's like Kill Grave, Kill Some Death Garden. What? Yeah, I'll show you later. But it's they it's like released a, another game. Yeah, they have another game. It's another um, multiplayer horror game. But it's like instead why not of just running, uh, keep updating Dead by Daylight? Well, because instead of running, you use guns. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's I don't know. At this I, I point, with it, it, does it make it less scary though? If you if it's a multiplayer, I I feel like it loses that horror factor. Like, hey, yeah. there's a killer. I like being alone whatever. in the world, you know what I mean? It, it is part of the, that single-player experience. And if Resident Evil 2 proved anything, like the remake, it, it still has an audience today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, people do this, do this, do this, or whatever. But it's like, obviously, there's an audience here, and it's what got you famous. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, but you were talking about the future in that aspect. And I, I actually was like, wait, what if we took it a step further? Like... In, in like, the 31st century, what is horror going to be? You know I what know. I mean? Yeah, what's going to be, like, you know, like, the next big thing? Is it going to just be constant reboots? No, no, no. See, I thought you'd like this topic because I was going to get a little bit more sci-fi with it. Like, obviously, we have VR helmets, right? Yeah. So, it's, like, it would be some sort of method of putting on a very quick, maybe, like, a goggles VR and it becomes like you die in the VR, you die in real life. What is this? Stay alive? 
No, this is like every fucking uh, Iseki anime out there. Well, that's not what I... Okay, that's not what I was implying. I didn't mean for this to be MMOs. Don't twist my word. It's always MMORPGs with those fucking animes. Don't even start. It's never horror games. I'm imagining you're put into like a VR thing, right? Yeah. And you could have certain smells and shit that like will build the atmosphere. Hopefully not too bad because that'd be horrible. And like, I don't know how you'd handle taking damage though. That's... If this was an EA game, you'd just lose money out of your wallet. But uh, I, I guess... You know what I mean? I guess you'd have a life bar. But, like, I was thinking, like, yeah, that's some standard VR shit, right? But let me really take it forward into the future. Let me do the <laughs> remix. Um, <laughs> YMS, we love you. Um, Freaking, what if... The goggles, right? Yeah. Instead of doing nothing, <laughs> um, they, like, somehow read your mind somewhat or your brain waves yeah and they could somehow attest to the things that scare you the most no no see no? that's a this is there's a no no this is all a terrible idea this is what why is this because this at you're, you're you're getting to the point of almost weaponizing this thing weaponizing yeah no it's still when i had this they could torture any anybody so they could get whatever information they want i am not even huh. imagining this kind of technology in the world. Maybe it has to be limited to... Li- well, you could also hack it to be forever, I guess. I'm trying to think of like limitations. This could be very dangerous. This could be very dangerous. Well, I'm thinking about the future. What if, in the future, there's some way to regulate it. It's maybe, that's all, maybe that could be a horror movie when VR goes wrong like that. Black Mirror, call me. <laughs> have have is, you seen Black Mirror? Really good. What kind of ghost stories are going to be out there in the future? You know, watch Black Mirror. Have you seen Black Mirror? Yeah, you showed me. Yeah, that entire show is based on like future horror. It's in fact what kind of inspired me to think about this kind of stuff. Because like they do stuff about like because it's not going to be like you know Alien or Dead Space. Well, it's going to be more personal, you know, use. I wonder, like the stuff that you see, if you could limit it to the assets that are available in the program. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking about future shit. Like, what would be that kind of next level <laughs> integration? The movie like in movie. movies, could you? What if choose your own adventure novels became like movies? Like you could actively make decisions for characters, and it's not like a DVD menu. Um, like you choose what happens in the movie. Like, like the writer creates a D and D script, right? Okay. Where there's like a million different. Like, stories um outcomes and different ways to like yeah maybe not really different outcomes but different responses to things you could say okay and they all lead to like the same area but the computer is quick enough to respond to something to lead you into that area right? yeah but you can respond however you want uh-huh. and you can make the movie end by being an idiot and die early yeah i could imagine that you get a whole bunch of bad ends like in the choose your own adventure novels and yeah. i feel like like that, a visual novel yeah but like you're in it yeah I feel like that might be the future in somewhat. That's Somehow scary. Integrating it's yourself scary. into it. I don't know about VR. It might just be a DVD menu. And I kind of hate that idea because I love movies to be, as I said, as we were talking earlier about yeah. like a well-constructed single-player experience, you know, or maybe with movies, like a, a, a constructed experience. Like it's not completely RNG because the minute you introduce RNG, some of the fear gets taken out very quickly. Don't you feel it's not as exciting if we already know the future of horror mo- most likely be technology based? Well, it always is. 
The it, horror has always been trying to to leech leech on latch on to the next you know technological trend, three D like um forty like smell is it gonna be a different type of werewolf or vampire that's gonna be popular in the future? In terms of reboots and shit, I'm sure like things have to be modernized. Not have to be, but they usually it's are. Tom Cruise as Jackal and Hyde. Well, sometimes they fail, <laughs> and sometimes they have to try again. But what I mean by that is like. You know, it happens. Uh, things get updated over time. It's really just what it is. You know what I mean? My goodness, it's the loudest water I've ever heard in my life. Do you think we'll see uh, the next iteration of Dead Space or Silent Hill in the next 10 years? I I, I don't know. I, Dead Space, maybe. And, and it won't be Dead Space by itself. It'll be like Dead, Dead Space reborn retribution eclipse some stupid shit i don't know dead space bad moon rising sure exactly uh dead space don't fear the reaper (laughs) you know i'm uh, i'm expecting that silent hill is a bit more of a tougher cookie i see that one being more of like a hey let's do a bloodstain thing you know what i mean where let's kickstart let's get all the people that initially made this thing and like get them to make the next one and then that will work. I'd rather, and I would pay so much money for a freaking uh, Masahiro Ito, you know, Akira, uh, Makuria Maoka. I think it, uh, Pseudo51 actually contacted one of the Silent Hill people for Hotel Barcelona. Uh, well, really? Uh, yeah. Wait, say that again? Uh, Pseudo51 during the panel uh-huh. texted one of the Silent Hill people if he wants to take part in the game. Okay, and Masahiro Ito is such a sweet dude. He'd be, I think he's down for every, anything, really. If he's in the fold, that game could be fucking And he's legendary. been open to doing shit because like, he's always done, even for the, the other Silent Hill games that I'm not particularly a fan of, yeah. he's done like alternate covers for them. Yeah, he's Just done artwork. Masahiro Ito, he's the monster designer, and he's great. I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on the guy who wrote the story for Silent Hill. How dare you? Oh, my you. God, but he's, he's amazing, too. Um, he did Siren as well. Oh my god! Do they are are they still part of Konami or Ka- they Kaichi, are Kaichi something? Oh are they god. are they are they have their own studios? Yeah, they, they all have their own studio. What are they they're doing? All doing their own thing. What are they doing? They're all they're all artists. They're all artists in their own right, doing their own thing. Like like any any of them coming out with a game? Mm, see, Akira does soundtracks, and he you've you've been privy to a lot of the stuff he's come out with. Like, yeah, you know, I know. Lollipop Chainsaw, Shadows of the Damned. Yeah, he's done a lot of shit for games. Um, he just stopped doing Silent Hill. Yeah, just, you know because you know whatever. But well, are there any other people doing other video games? Uh, I don't know in particular. I can't think of anyone in particular. I just know about Masahiro Ito. I know there. I know Masahiro uh, Ito uh-huh. was doing something with uh, a spiritual successor to uh, Clock Tower. Kaichi Okabe, something like that. I feel, I'm I'm struggling. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So I wanted to actually talk about that. It's called Night Cry. Yeah. I know all about I know that. about it, I and, and I I think I backed like a couple bucks for it too. Um but it kind of failed a bit. You wanna know why? Why? The controls. Why? I don't know. I was looking at gameplay and I was just seeing people really struggling with trying to play like the the old point and click clock tower thing. Yeah. Where you hide and based on the controls. And it sucks because I really feel like that kind of stuff still could work in a way. Uh-huh. But maybe if it oh god, I almost said played like Clock Tower 3, which is like completely different. But I don't know. 
it, they tried to do it a little too similarly, and it just slows down the game. Do you think Clock Tower or Nightcry needs to be rebooted with a different uh, game type? It's hard to reboot something that came out recently and wasn't like it didn't make a big splash. Well, how about Clock Tower then? There hasn't been a new. Clock you could do tower. another Clock Tower, but there was a reason why they did Nightcry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they couldn't do Clock Tower again. Probably. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about because it's just like the studio. That's that's the downside to doing Kickstarters and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they're not always going to turn out the way you expect, and there's no. a reason why Silent Hill two and three are so fucking gorgeous. It's because there was a lot. There was some money put into it back when Cap uh, Konami really like actually paid for shit. You know. Oh yeah. And didn't just steal your engine and make their own game. <laughs> I don't know. Metal Gear Survive. Silent Hill Survive. Yeah, and the new Silent Hill pachinko game that came out. No, for real. I mean, no matter what Konami does at this point, even if they did release a new game, everybody's just going to hate it. So well, all I know is that Bloodstained was a success. It was a little bit hiccupy in some areas, a little glitchy, but you know what? I had a fun time with Bloodstained, and I can't wait for more Bloodstained to come out, like Bloodstained 2 or more DLC. I am positive and very happy about bloodstain so good. i want silent hill to do something similar because there's obviously an audience yeah i mean there hasn't really been any psychological horror games mm, for sure okay we're gonna move on real quick yes. um as I, I feel like because i'm just gonna get depressed if i keep talking about silent hill's non-existent future right yeah pretty much all right so um vinji i have a couple quick questions for you okay uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been still been playing the Digimon, uh, Cyber Sleuth for the Switch. Right. I'm, uh, more than halfway done with the first game. Cause that game, that one cartridge comes with two games. Oh shit. Nice. Yeah. Two full, uh, JRPGs. Uh, what also came out recently is Trails of Cold Steel 3. Um, I, these anime games it's crazy I've this one them. actually finally takes place not in a high school setting Woo! we're now adults we are adults why can't I, persona I know, I do will, that i can't wait to do my taxes oh my god why can't persona have you be adults i mean with the new development team who knows what's gonna happen there was a thing that was like confirmed you know? in persona 4 or 3 that's like once you become an adult you lose your persona no that was that was the anime special called uh, persona trinity which was an anime season that was kind of like a sequel to 3 huh because uh akihiko's in it i see and I know, he's I a, that. like a, and a, Ken a is police in it too, chief isn't he no yes and no okay people think it's ken but it's not confirmed okay i have no because people because you know who gives a fuck about that anymore well i mean but no with the, so what i'm saying with the new development team of persona we could mm-hmm. you know because persona 2 had adults so who knows what these new people would do they weren't college well i guess they were because they were still part of a school so they could just be not students. in persona 2 one of them was uh a police officer oh shit yeah, the main character's older brother is also a Persona user. Oh, shit. It All comes right. in the family. Maybe I should play Persona 2. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Um, but you know what else you played? What? Uh, we actually had a, a spooky stream last weekend where we played um, two games. The first one being The Static Speaks My Name. Do that game was that? utterly pointless. Wow, that's that's pretty scathing. Jesus. I mean... I mean, it was, it was, it was eerie. 
It was free. Good atmosphere. It was free. It was free. So you get you you get what you get. So the Static Speaks My Name is a game on Steam, right? And it's free, as previously mentioned. And basically, it bills itself as like a serious kind of suspense. I mean, horror. It was in the horror tab. Aren't you supposed to be able to play as different people? I I don't know because we tried. We really tried, and I haven't seen any other gameplay of it either. Every every single bit of gameplay I've seen thing. ends there. So the reason why we say this is because it was so so short. Like, and granted, it's free, right? But it, like, it, it builds itself as, like, a huge giant reveal, and it's really not that intense, to be honest. It's, it's yeah. crazy, but... And then it it's, stops. It, it, get, it got weird with the guy in the... Yeah! Oh, spoiler No, 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 that's it. I, well, I don't know. I want people to it's try free. it. It's free! It takes, like, four seconds, and I want people to try it. It's free. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? I suggest it. I, you say it's pointless. I say give it a I, shot. I mean, it's free. You it's get what Babby's you get. It's Babby's first horror game. I, I forgot that was free. You know what I mean? And there's 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 some serious themes, so trigger warning and shit like that if you're you're messed Sensitive. up by ideas of suicide and stuff. And I get that it's serious. That's well, very serious alert. stuff. Well, you don't know. You don't know in what aspect. Yeah. These ga- this game's weird. But in any case, um, yeah, no. But we played it. We played it on the stream. We were expecting it w- to get super scared. We beat it in like five seconds. I mean, we're just masters at the genre. I guess so. So, in order to maximize the time, we played a second game. We played Duck Season. I was initially so excited about this. Right. So, I saw this game in a trailer, right? And in the trailer at the end, it shows some, like, horror elements. And basically what it is, um, Vinny, could you describe Duck Season for me? So, it's kind of like, imagine if they made a really high-tense remake of Duck Hunt. Right. But you're still stuck in 1989. Like, instead of just being in the world of Duck Hunt, you are playing as a little boy playing Duck Hunt or Duck Season. You play as both the protagonist of Duck Hunt and as a little boy. You switch off. Right. And, And eventually things change. And apparently... If we we didn't shoot, because like in Duck Hunt, there's that dog, right? Whenever you shoot a duck, a dog pops up. But in this time in this game, it's a man in a suit. It's like a giant man in a suit of a dog suit. Yeah. And apparently, if you don't shoot that dog, the game never has any horror elements. But because I'm trigger happy. And because Vinny just could not stop shooting the dog. Because I got curious. But I'm glad you did because then we got the horror part. Isn't that the point? Yeah, and we wouldn't have gotten it. I, I was just thinking spooked. how funny that was. But yeah, we got to the end. It got we, more weirder than scary. But it took so long to it, get into any of the horror. I feel like because for a whole for a whole like 20 minutes, it was just the same thing. Right. If they just cut that in half. I, I, maybe because the game is supposed to be focused on just the VR experience, because it yeah. is a VR game, and we bought the PC version of it. Which is, you know, it is what it is. But from the trailer, it seems like a whole bunch of more weird shit is supposed to happen. But it And nothing happened. I mean, some stuff happened with your mom, but that's it. But that's really it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, it really didn't satiate anything. I don't know. I so, mean, was it overly expensive? But it wasn't cheap. Well, unfortunately, those are the two games that I've been playing as well because I played it with you on the stream. Yeah. But um, I also um, was playing some of the games that I've been playing previously. I've been playing my app games, and because it's October, they've been having Halloween events, taking their sweet-ass time, mind you. I don't know. I get it. Maybe they might be waiting on actual Halloween. But Japan doesn't celebrate Halloween. I get that. 
But, like, they still do seasonal shit for these games. Yeah. But they always wait until the fucking week of Halloween. They never just do it October 1st. Oh, December 1st, we'll have the fucking Christmas one. But no, not October 1st for Halloween. I guess Japan is just more favorable to Christmas. Fine. Fine, I guess. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not butthurt at all, I'm sure. (laughs) Fine. Either way. Um, But yeah, no. Uh, I've been playing those app games. I, I unlocked. So here are the app games I play real quick. Just a quick rundown. I'm not going to get into too much. Final Fantasy Record Keeper didn't really have a Halloween update. We'll move on. Opera Omnia had some shit. I got Eris' special. So if any of you guys play that shit, hit me up, please. I'd like to make a team. Um, Fire Emblem. They have a Fire Emblem game. Fire Emblem Heroes. And they always do seasonal stuff. And I my favorite Fire Emblem character is Hector. Do you, do you have a, far, a favorite Fire Emblem character, Vinny? Uh... Uh, I guess Anne. Ooh, that's a good choice. Anne. They've been really, like, making her more prominent in the later games. Though. Yeah, because she's, like, the merchant character. She's been around since forever. She's yeah. always been the background, like, vent- secret vendor or multiplayer And she became character. playable. And then and she then became you playable. And have a kid. Yeah, and then you and get awakening. her kid. Shout out to my boo. Dude, why can't the same thing happen with the merchant from RE4? <laughs> I want to be able to have his kids. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to be like, so welcome. gross. <laughs> Thank you. And that's what Where you're birthing. Says. What are you birthing? <laughs> Ew, that sounds gross. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, and I also um, played the Mario Kart app game. I don't know. How is it? It's okay. It's got some fun things. I don't know why I keep playing it. It's really, it's an asshole in some areas. Yeah. It's just that I wanted to unlock, I wanted to unlock ba- uh, Bowser and I got Bowser, so I should be fine. But then the Halloween event happened and now I want to unlock Boo, but I got Halloween Rosalina, which is still a rare thing. Yeah. But like, pff, that's not a Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Boo. Anyway, so those that's, that's really all the games that I played. Did you have any other games that you played? No, that's it. Okay. Um, I've also been editing the footage for Dreadout, so oof. Oh yeah, how's that? How's how's Dreadout so far? Dreadout was great. Dreadout was such a fun adventure. I highly suggest everyone check it out. It's it's on my YouTube. Isn't that um, the? Isn't that with that song that you showed me last time I was here? Yes, with the happy song. Yes. Yes, it's a beautiful song. Ah, uh, I gotta check out Dreadout then. It's great. It only plays in the beginning, so I'm not gonna. It doesn't come up multiple times. What song is it called? Uh, Lucky Me. Lucky me. Or, it's yeah. on Spotify, right? Yes, I could send it to you if you like. Okay. I have many of these. Anyway, and that's it. Um, that's all the games I got. So, uh, have you actually seen any movies or anything recently, though, dude? Uh, no. Wow, just a hard no? Uh, I mean, I haven't really been watching anything. I've just been playing video games. Right, you've also had your phone. Not on silent. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, vibrate, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I know one thing you did see. What? Because I'm also going to include TV shows. Did you watch TV, any TV shows? Um. Or or YouTube videos. I'm going to throw that in there too. Oh yeah, I mean, we watched. I watched the four hour Twin Perfect Twin Peaks. Special. That's what I was going for. Yes. So uh, we both saw Twin Perfect. Um, I don't know if many people on this podcast know, but I Jesus did talk about it. Jesus Christ, it's four hours. Well, I want it that way, and that's the only way it could no, work. No, I totally agree. You know, because it's I... like, dude, I have loved Twin Perfect ever since, like, the freaking... Um, the very beginning. I, I want to say the, the real Silent Hill experience, but they did stuff before that, too, that I'm trying to remember specifically what it was. They, they, I remember waiting for the, the real Silent Hill experience to come out. 
and they had like promos and shit. Anyway, this this it's a YouTube channel by yeah. the way, um, called Twin Perfect. Definitely check them out. The production value is insane, and I love this guy. I, I don't know about some of his opinions about some of the films. Like he's a real big fan of Batman versus Superman and, and a Man of Steel, and Man of Steel, and whatever. Like he's, it's, but he, that's his opinion. Alien Covenant, you know, it's whatever. He's up for he's whatever, but he's really good at giving a really in depth analysis on stuff. So he gives a he decide. Okay, he hasn't put anything out in like years. Because really, it takes a long time, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, to make these especially with this quality. And with the quality of the videos. So the reason why we're gushing about him is, A, because he's my favorite YouTuber. So give me a minute to gush about him. Are you okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but but he, he's very brash in some of his titles, and I'm not a big fan he's of that either. But um, he, he the last thing he put out was a long time ago, right? So he comes out of nowhere. He puts a tweet out. Your favorite Twin Perfect is going to come back in style referencing twin peaks and he puts out a four-hour video going into depth about twin peaks now this video i want everyone to see it but only if they actually plan on watching twin peaks uh, watch and only twin after peaks you first. see it yes watch watch twi- the, you know whatever you can find on twin peaks it's on netflix it's on hulu like watch it do your your theories and stuff and when you're all theoried out watch the video he even says that in the video because honestly he brings up some really valid points that explain everything, and I don't want to say anything. We can't say anything. We're not really, going to talk about Judy. Every detail is the spoiler. We're not going to talk about Judy here no, on this podcast. Don't even say that name. Bleep, bleep that out. <laughs> Either way, we may have. I don't know because I do want to talk about some of the things, and maybe just off camera we'll talk about it. Okay. It's like it's crazy the in-depth shit that they go into. Yeah. No. There's extra layers. 100%. In that pie. So you didn't see any movies, you said? No. Nah. All right. Is it okay if I say my movies? Go for it. Okay. So um, I actually saw Friday the 13th Part 4. <laughs> I do intend on seeing the rest of them. I'm just getting around to them. It's been a Are lot of work. Are you going to see like Go-To-Manhattan My Hatton and uh, Jason yes, X? Yes. Jason Takes Manhattan, and I've already seen Jason X, so okay. yes. But um, yes, I do intend on seeing them again, um, or that one again, or whatever. Um, but Part 4 was was interesting. Um. It definitely tried to be a horror movie again, and it introduces Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. who's It's cool. I mean, it probably has one of the best depictions of, like, a cool mom in a horror slasher film. What do you mean? Like, Jason's mom? No, no. Like, the, the <laughs> little Tommy Jarvis's mom is oh, okay. so chill. She, like, lets them, you know, play video games in the living room. She watches movies. She jokes yeah. around with them. She's such a cool mom. Yeah. And, like, I was just thinking that the whole movie. I don't know. And then the movie itself really wasn't as um, memorable as I want to say part three was or even part, you know, two. I like part two a lot. And I, I it'll only get more interesting the more we move on. Yeah. I just can't wait to see Tommy Jarvis when he grows up, I guess. He's going to be a big boy. And we're going to see really what the hell, why he's playable in Friday the 13th, the game. <laughs> I need to know. Um, okay, so uh, I'll mention one last thing that I saw on TV. Okay. Or not even on TV, but like a, a YouTube video. So do you know Matt McMuscles? No. All right. So we've mentioned on the podcast before a group called um, Super Best Friends. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, you guys mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah, so Super Best Friends actually split up. Yeah, I heard you tell me about that. Yeah, they have their own things going on now. Yeah. So Matt McMuscles is one of them, one mm-hmm. of the four, um, you know, along with Wooly, Pat, and Liam. Uh, but Matt, he has this channel, right? And he posts a lot of, like, you know, his own stuff and a lot of retrospectives in one particular show called What Happened. Yeah. What Happened. 
Okay. Okay. It's no tea. Um, because it's a reference to an old thing they used to make fun of on the podcast, or, uh-huh. uh, on their podcast and their um show. Mm-hmm. They go, "What happened?" When yeah. Something was random. So he they, he goes into like in depth on on games that have really rocky developments, mm-hmm. and he already did a Fallout seventy six episode. I'm not surprised. So like. I don't know how he's going to do a part two for the new shit that's coming out now. I mean, who knows, really? Honestly, it's, I, I, I will don't say know. this. It's kind of an open book. We all know it's just... It could just get worse. Man, it's just... It's not the people themselves. It's management that is just mismanaging. Right. And Terrible of ideas. Mis- speaking of mismanaging, though, I want to say, he put out a video on Dead Space 3. About how that game got put into production and all Literally the choices that happened. There. 90% of the people who worked on Dead Space 1 and 2 were not in Dead Space 3. Right, but it's just interesting to hear what the game was like, could have been, and what the ideas were. It, the idea of like a horror ice planet was yes. so much better than what it became. So, but that's the thing. Like, apparently, that guy, Carver, that just randomly pops in and yeah. out, it was supposed to be like, alluded that he was supposed to be a shadow isaac yeah like he's supposed to be like uh like another part of like his mental illness like yeah and where he's supposed to like hallucination another version of himself that's supposed to be your player too and it would make sense why he pops in and out and shit which you know makes sense for isaac's shitty attitude in the beginning of the game right right and it added this level of paranoia in the ice it was supposed to be like the thing in that aspect but they added all these cool. human enemies and they widen the rooms. And like you hear about the development of this game, and I highly recommend everyone see it. Honestly, I might check Dead this Space. out because I love, I love Dead Space. There was a lot of cool ideas. And, and I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of them right now, but I know one in particular that I wanted to bring up with you. Yeah. And it was their idea for Dead Space 4. Yeah, it was going to be on the moon and on Earth because last week, I mean, spoiler. Uh, I don't know uh, how much I can say about that Space 3. Well, what I mean to say, let me finish what I'm going to say real quick. Because it's like with Dead Space 4, they were planning like if we had to do another game, it would be like a you would the universe or this galaxy or whatever would be overrun by xenomorphs. Mm -hmm. So you would have to travel from ship to ship. And it would be like that that in space segment in three, yeah. But the whole game and that's the, that was the off. best part in three. So I don't know. I I liked that some was. parts of it. I hated how like some rooms were cut off because it was co op only. That's yeah. bullshit. I don't know. But it was like, weird that Carter would just show up out of nowhere. Right, right. When you're because the game was obviously meant to be co op, mm-hmm. but if you're playing a survival horror game, in a, you know, which is generally where a single player game. Right. I played it single player first, and I, I I will say this: I did like I still like Isaac's armor in Dead Space Three promotional art. Oh yeah, like I'm I'm a uh, fan of anything with I, fur on it. <laughs> honestly, art wise, the armor looks great. Right, right. Good job to the art team. Good job. But everything else just fell apart. Like the whole crafting system fell apart. Good job also using the um, non points cover of In the Air Tonight for oh the my trailer. God. Wow, thank you, Nonpoint. <laughs> Do you know Nonpoint's a band? And wow, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you, Nonpoint. It's almost as crazy as Corn doing the Silent Hill theme. Uh, I will never forget that because so that was weird. a huge thing. I saw that. I saw that promotional song. I heard that promotional song everywhere back in high school. Fun fact: Um, freaking, uh, Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, thank you, Jonathan Davis's son. Yeah, is in the song. <laughs> that little kid that says. Where am I? I'm all alone. 
don't look at me or whatever the fuck yeah. he says. Like he talks towards the end. That's his son. Oh my god! So he put his son in the Silent Hill theme. That's just—I don't know. It's just zany to me. I'm not sure how at, I feel about it. At this point, are you surprised? No, I guess not. But uh, that's that's he's what chasing it is. after a kid. So I mean, that's the last thing that I saw YouTube wise. What, what, what is the channel called for that Dead Space Three video? It's called Matt McMuscles, and the, the show is What Happened. I'll oh. be happy to send you all sorts of shit. Yeah, send it. Um, to, send that one to me. They, first. I, I really, I really suggest Super Best Friends, even though they're not together. Their individual work. I'll go ahead and just say it real quick. Um, Wooly Honestly, versus, I'm just in a mood to play Dead Space 2 again. Uh, Pat's channel that I'm really forgetting. Pat Sears at, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and then Liam Liam is a rising superstar. The only thing is I hate the name of that show. Which one? Well, Hapa. Well, because it's referencing a I thing. I guess it's a reference to you know, a joke. Yeah. But to someone who's outside of the joke, it just sounds dumb. It does. And actually, I think Wooly even started the joke, which is... But whatever. I guess Wooly's cool with it. <laughs> yeah. He I mean, showed up on a few episodes, so whatever. Yeah. But what happened? Okay. Anyway, um, do you want to say anything about a comic book? I haven't read any comic books recently. Uh, right now, there's a huge thing with the Star Wars comics where we're in the end uh, before the events of episode nine. Okay. We have two comic book lines. We have one that takes place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. We're getting closer to the Rebels getting to Hoth. Okay. And then the second line of Star Wars comics were actually between episodes eight and nine. Okay. Yeah. Because what happened is nine is going to be a huge time jump. And we're not, right now, we're just covering. Nine is going to be a huge time jump? Yeah. Duh. Okay. It's because I mean I don't know I, I didn't know. Empire Strikes Back that. was a three year time jump. Is that a huge time jump though? Three years. In Star Wars wise, no, because in the prequels between episodes two and three, it was like five years. From what Resident Evil three to four was like seven years. What's or the something? biggest time jump in, in franchise that you know of? <laughs> Near. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Ten I, I can't talk about years. I can't talk about anymore. We can't say anymore about what we just said. But Nier has the biggest, the biggest time, time jump. Ten thousand years in the future. You can't, yeah, it's that dead. Nier wins. I feel like Nier wins. You know, what happened between? Who cares? Maybe Interstellar in some way, even though that's still in one lifetime. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but in gaming, I think Nier still has the highest time. Even jump. in movies, Nier. <laughs> I don't know, man. Near does a huge one. Near is is one uh between uh a Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone is ten years. Yeah, yeah, no, Near beats that by quite a bit. Yeah, ten thousand years. <laughs> we're yeah, we're not gonna talk about what exactly is ten thousand years in that game, but like stuff happens. <laughs> Let me tell you, a lot. And that there's even a fucking like what a seven year gap in the game too. Yeah. When when you uh, when you become an adult or yeah. when you get an eye patch yeah <laughs> when you become a pirate when you become a pirate yeah Arr. Arr. so um is there anything else on the comic books you want to bring up bro because i haven't read anything uh, immortal hulk is then you know is interesting uh spoil i mean before what? the recent comic that came out yesterday for what spoiler for what though for immortal hulk okay for, and in issue 24 we're slowly seeing what the future is for the hulk Okay. And he's, I mean, he's pretty much Galactus. He what? becomes Galactus in the future. The whole, oh my God. Except for the devourer worlds, he's the destroyer worlds. Well, I mean, is there really a difference? I mean, <laughs> you know, he's not I eating them. 
It's just punching them. Yeah, I guess that's a that you, is literally a in the panels. I mean, all you see is like uh, like Hulk who's just like naked and he's just like ah. I am Galaxy Hulk. <laughs> I am naked. <laughs> and he's just punching planets. And he's, <sighs> I'm just picturing this really slow fist just punching somebody in the face. Shit, man! I don't even know if he looked like he did in Ragnarok. I say I'm all for it. Just <laughs> <laughs> a giant Hulk dick, just. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the stream, anyone. Vinny, do you have any advice for our friends before we say hi to them again in the Halloween podcast? Please follow me at LeisureLyVinny on Twitter for more information about us playing more Deadly Premonition. Yes, yes, that is something that happened. And we will continue to happen because I know what I don't know about you, but it's still a good fall game to me. I was about to say, like, even if Halloween passes, I feel like it, it's a good ha- fall game. It could still continue. It's the, a Thanksgiving game. It, yeah, it can meld into it. And some people celebrate Halloween a little late. You know, we could celebrate Thanksgiving all year long later. if we want to. Yeah, and it's still fall. We could call the police on us. Dude, what what are you going to do? Make the game more broken? Duh. It's impossible. Switch's version is pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, follow Leisurely Vinny on Twitter uh, at Leisurely Vinny. Um, he's also on the Fan Freaks uh, Facebook if you want to hit him up there. Um, I would also would mind a, a little bit of a shout out as well. Just hit me up on the the Bone King TV at Bone King TV on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube. If you feel like seeing any of my content, just uh, peruse that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Fan Freaks podcast. Um, part thank of you for having Freaks. me. Yes, well, I'm getting to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, part of the Fan Freaks uh, Facebook group. Put my gun down. Wesker's gun is not to be touched. ID tag gun. I really worked hard on it. Oh my goodness. Yes, but thank you very much, Leisurely Vinny, for coming on to the show again. Of course. I, it's always such a pleasure to have you. And it's the topics fun. just naturally come, man. Right? Naturally come. I'm always here anyway. <laughs> I know, right? All right, guys. Peace out. Later. Woo! Knowing my mom, <laughs> just up like Jason, she'd be like, "Kill her, mommy! Kill her!" But I'm your son. Kill her, mommy! Kill her, mommy! I will, George. I will. But I am George. Are you and your friends hungry? <laughs> <laughs>